0: Here's the Hong Kong Football Podcast coming to you after a fortnight in which Stefan the man in Wong Chuk Hang, a sudden start the season with a bang. My name as always is James Legg and I'm joined as ever by Editor-in-Chief of Offside.HK, Dr. Tobias Zuse. Hello James. Toby, how's it going? Great, how are you? (laughs) Very well, thank you. Also joining us is writer on all things Asian football, Jonathan White. How you doing, James?
1: I just want to point out, Toby's a doctor. I was a lord for a bit because I bought a <laughs> bit of land in Scotland, and I would like to be addressed as such. Thank you. So, is it Lord White? Yeah, Lord White. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so can we do this again, please? <laughs> the weather's nice, isn't it? It is. Yes. It's my favourite time of the year in Hong Kong. Do you want to describe why it's nice? Well, it's that perfect combination of clear and sunny, but still quite cool with a nice breeze. I went for a walk this morning. Didn't even have to do anything. Just thought, going for a
1: walk, and it was good. Anyone else been for a walk? I have been for a walk, but it was with a dog, and it felt more like the dog needed a walk, and I (laughs) went with them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with some correspondence from Red Fury. He, she, they says... well. Remember last week we kind of said that there were three good teams, three kind of bad teams, and then the possibly not legit teams, Southern and Rangers. And this fan got in touch to say, I wondered why you discounted Southern from the list of quote unquote proper teams on the most recent pod. They gave me a lot of reasons why we were wrong. Some of them I'm not sure were serious, so I won't read them out loud. But um, they point out that they have a fan who looks like Jeffrey Lewis, which I think is the singer, Jeffrey Lewis, not the actor. And Bernard Cribbins supports us. But then Red Fury also pointed out that Stefan, which is to say Stefan Pereira, can bang them in. And never has a more prescient Instagram message been sent because since then, Stefan has scored six goals in three games. They've won three out of three, nine points, top of the league, 10 goals scored, one goal conceded.
1: Great start for Southern. A great start. Stefan has banged them in. What does Bernard Cribbins think about this? (laughs) This is the news point here. We need to be talking more about Bernard Cribbins and Southern. Yeah, Bernard Cribbins was not immediately available for comment on
0: Southern's excellent start. I mean, it might have something to do with them having played under-23, HKFC and Resources Capital, but still a solid start. Also noticed they've been playing 19-year-old Hong Konger, Mwai him? Well, yeah, I mean, they've always had good goalies. Southern, I mean, most notably, uh, Sertak him for a long time. But this guy seems to be the new number one for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, Setakim him is getting old as well, right? He's now, what, 35?
0: Yeah, he always I mean, yeah, seems uh, to be getting old for a while. Like They always seem to be trying to edge other people into that position and they're
1: never quite got there. Also, getting old is relative, as we've established over many discussions of how old people can be in Hong Kong football. Yeah. The irony is, yeah, you've got a goalkeeper who's 35, a fine age for a goalkeeper in any league in the world. Yeah, Too old in Hong Kong, but all of his teammates outfield will be three, four years older <laughs> than <though. laughs>
0: him. I mean, just while we're on this, the win against AH- HKFC was aided by an early and controversial sending off for HKFC goalie, To Chun who was adjudged to have fouled Sasaki Shu as the last man. I don't know if you guys saw this. The HKFC players were unhappy with this, and I I could see why. Uh, it's hard to tell from the replay, but when you're new to the league, you would hope for better luck than that. But anyway, thank you for the Red Fury for getting in touch. Raised some good points. And keep in mind that this was before the season started, so they very much are vindicated. Egg on our faces so far. But like I say, they... Fixtures haven't been the most difficult. We can get into the rest of the Premier League stuff later, but we do have some breaking news to attend to. Well, it was breaking news a
2: few days ago. And what is that? Would one of you like to tell me what it is? Actually, Johnny has already mentioned it at the last podcast. Already indicated that it looks very likely that Jürgen Andersen, Norwegian coach famous for his stints at North Korea, uh, Mainz, and uh, Incheon in Korea uh, that he is going to be the next head coach of the Hong Kong representative team. Now there have been these rumors for for quite some time and so apparently just a few days ago he did an interview with Transfermarkt uh, in which he basically confirmed. I'm not sure if he was allowed to do that or if he just thought whatever but he also he literally confirmed that he is going to Hong Kong up this position,
1: And now he's done that, it's not out of the realms of possibility that the HKFA will be fuming at him and <laughs> uh, he'll be sacked before he starts because of his <laughs> illicit interview with Transfermarkt. Could so,
0: happen. So he was formerly North Korea manager, right? So he's leaving one hermetically sealed territory, which it's quite difficult to get into, for another hermetically sealed territory, which
2: is quite difficult to get into. I think he has been out of North Korea for a while now.
0: okay. A couple of years.
2: So not exactly Okay, but that was just a COVID ban for anyone who was listening. But as Johnny said, right, as we know, as we famously know, he still is under probation for three months. (laughs) So anything could happen. Could even quit the job himself and go somewhere else. Not that that happened before,
1: but... The important part of probation is the last couple of hours before probation ends, Mm. as we well know. So, you know, let's uh, get excited about Mr. Anderson then. Yeah. Uh, Probably not going to get a game to manage at any point either so
0: yeah that's the thing so he takes over from let's assume it's true and, and it's going to happen he takes over from Miksu pata whose tenure was completely kind of destroyed by COVID didn't really get any games or at least not for the, the final 18 months of the two years um, yeah I mean what's going to be on this guy's tray to begin with I mean I don't even know what the fixture situation looks
1: like it's a good question <laughs> There should be games coming up because there's going to be another World Cup cycle starting soon enough. So that'll be on there. Hong Kong have also got to whatever stage of the AFC, Asian Cup 2023 in China because they were fourth in the group of five. They've moved on to the, you know, plate or whatever it is, (laughs) the next bit. Um, So there'll be Asian Cup qualifiers also coming up. The, The problem right now is, you know, football is happening in Hong Kong, but travel within the region and travel to hong kong and you know certain restrictions on entering and departing hong kong for the players are gonna mean it's gonna be difficult whatever happens but it's it's all tbd at the moment very much tbd any other news well we have another
2: familiar face returning to hong kong football someone we have mentioned quite a bit in the last few years, talking about specifically about his ups and downs of his career. (laughs) Mostly downs. (laughs) Mostly downs. Some ups. Yeah, Chuck Yu Kwok. The bad boy of Hong Kong football. Exactly, who then actually had this promising time with his short stint in Switzerland. Ever since he returned to Hong Kong, things didn't turn out quite well. Most recently, he got in trouble with the law. Nonetheless, he is back now. He's playing in the first division for Metro Gallery, which used to be known as Dreams Metro Gallery at some point as well, former Hong Kong Premier League side. Now, there are a lot of former Hong Kong (laughs) Premier League side in the first division, so that in itself doesn't say much. Mm. But yeah, no, at least he's back again on the the football pitch.
0: Yeah. uh, he remains a talented guy, I assume. But it's a long time since he was consistently good. And yeah, he like a, like you alluded to, he's becoming more known for this status as a kind of faded hope than he is for what he used to do for teams such as RNF.
2: and And just a couple of years ago, right, the Hong Kong Stadium was shouting his name in the Guangdong Hong Kong Cup when he was scoring one of the, the decisive goals. So this is how fast it can go.
1: Did he go cuckoo
2: in Switzerland? Is that the problem? (laughs) Oh, my
1: God. I've (laughs) been sitting on that for a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't see this listener, but Johnny was just kind of, like, leaning... (laughs) Loitering with
1: intent. Yeah, excitedly towards his microphone and... In the false nine role. (laughs) He was playing in Div 1 before his recent legal issues, wasn't he? But then... The league got called off at that point. So, been a bit stop start for him, as it has for everyone in Hong Kong in mm. lower division football. But ideally, you know, the league will carry on and he'll get a few games and rock it right back up. Yeah, and we wish him all the best. Um, so, other than
0: Southern being top, what else is new in the Hong Kong Premier League? On the opening day, we all took a trip to Mong Kok Stadium to see Eastern versus Kichi. The consensus was it was a pretty poor game. Uh, Kichi won 1 0. Manu Gavilan. Finishing off quite a nice counter-attack by Kichi, ...which is one of the only bright moments of the match. Easton did have a goal disallowed in the second half... ...but on the whole I was quite disappointed with Easton... ...especially in the final third. They just didn't really have much of anything. The lack of Lucas and Sandro... ...who left in the summer... ...was extremely evident. The brilliantly named Everton Camargo... much ...looked much less potent without his compatriots. However, since then... They've welcomed new signing Bartomeo into the team and Fernando seems to be fit again. They beat Rangers 4-2. They beat RCFC, Resources Capital, 4-0. So that's progress. Bartomeo got a brace in the RCFC win. Fernando scored as well. So maybe it was a... What's the opposite of a false dawn? A false dusk. <laughs> <laughs> a, a real dusk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically what I'm saying is maybe that Kichi game was just a bad game for Eastern. Uh, it's a shame because it was in front of everyone. I mean, 3,000 people turned up, which is quite a lot. It was a good, good showing in, in terms of the attendance, you know. But over the years, especially in the Premier League era, Eastern Kichi games have been generally great games to watch. I mean, normally quite goal heavy, normally quite a lot of action. And this one was, was one of the less good ones I've seen, if not the worst. Um, there's also goals for Mikel and Hong Kong's answer to Thomas Muller, Marcos Gondra. So maybe looking like they've got a few more options up front and in attack.
2: Also not to forget that Eastern are also on top of the Hong Kong Premier Shadow League, also known as the Sapling Cup. Mm,
1: the real quiz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably wasn't for the best that Eastern Kitschie was on the opening day. It was good for us, good for the attendance, but... These games are never great for the start of a season, are they? Mm, you want yeah. everyone to be a couple of weeks in and fiery. Luckily, you know, they're going to play each other another 160 times this season <laughs> before we then split up and they play each other again to decide who's the winner. But um, Well, anyway, I, for one, am pleased to see that they're back looking like a proper team because
0: otherwise it could have been a bit of a walk in the park for Kichi. The only other game Kichi have played since the opening day is a 6-0 demolition of under-23, a hat-trick for Dejan Damjanovic, obviously. Other goal scorers of note include Rangers player Leandro Bazan, who, like Stefan Pereira, has hit six goals after three games. He got all three in a 3-2 win over HKFC, one against Easton, and a brace in his side's 5-2 win over res cap which was a bit of a classic actually that this was the real game that everyone should have been watching mm. uh it was only one nil at half time after lau Quan ching scored from maybe the scrambliest of goal line scrambles i've ever seen but then in the second half rcfc went three nil up
2: and looked free and clear celebrated like they won the game At that moment, they actually were like top of the league for like a few minutes. Okay, as it stood, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then starting from the 54th minute, Rangers
0: scored five goals in 19 minutes. Like I say, two of them from Bazan, one from Kim Min-Kyu, one from Janinho and a penalty from Lo Kuan Yee. RCFC, as they do have a bit of a tendency to do, lost their heads, ended up with nine men, seven or eight bookings. One of their coaches was sent off. And it was a great day for Rangers.
2: Certainly (laughs) non-fungible.
0: You can't funge that. (laughs) But didn't you mention last week that Bazan was
2: one to watch? Not last week, but yeah, last last episode, yes, I did.
1: And all of last week, he wouldn't (laughs) shut up about it, IRL. (laughs) That's his whole thing, Bazan is one to watch. Really uh, changed the student's experience.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because he was there last season, right? But then left and came back.
2: Right before COVID he was there. And then he, because of that...
0: Oh, so a little while ago. Okay, I've kind of lost track of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what happened last week or three weeks ago. But yeah, good for him. Looks a good player. Kind of got a kind of instinctive vibe about him. He just kind of scores, does the easy stuff, really. You know, does it well. Now, we flagged up before the season that there could be a bit of a gulf between say, the top three and the bottom three, uh, with the other two randoms sort of sandwiched in the middle. Now, that's kind of how it seems so far. Currently, under-23, HKFC and RCFC are all on zero points. Like I say, I thought HKFC were a little bit unlucky against Southern, but joining them on zilch are uh, Lee Man, though... In defence of Lee, man, they haven't actually played a game yet. Uh, more on that later. Oh, what an excuse! <laughs> in <laughs> fairness, they're fifth out of eight, and they uh, haven't played a game. So, and you still know. unbeaten. Yeah. <laughs> but that concern we had is already very much being played out, and I—the vibe I'm getting is that while there might be a few great games between these kind of bottom three clubs, it could be a difficult season in terms of. This very obvious golf. I mean, a difficult season for people who are trying to sell the league, trying to sell it as a prospect, or it's just a nice day out.
1: How do we feel? Could make a great day out. What do you want from your football? You know, loads one, of goals, one-sided hammerings. Yeah, yeah. Get down to the Hong Kong <laughs> Premier League. You know, it's early days in the season, but you know, like we predicted, and like it seems so far, those bottom three teams. It's going to be difficult for them to get any momentum when. You know, they'll probably have thrillers against one another or at least tighter games, you know, where people are taking points. And then, you know, the big boys, the daddy of them all, Dayan. Dayan, the daddy (laughs) Damianovich. Yeah, which no one should call him (laughs) Um, unless it's a niche podcast. So maybe we're all right. Like the likes of Kitchy and Eastern and Southern so far and Lee Man, if they ever get going. Yeah, it's going to be difficult because it's dispiriting to lose quite heavily on the regular and then to sort of expect it to happen so it's hard to see how they'll get round that
0: there are some of those aforementioned basement battles coming up this week so maybe that could be of interest so you mentioned that Lee Man haven't
2: played yet that's because of their involvement in the AFC Cup what's happened there? well they almost won (laughs) Performed much better than was actually expected. Took the game into extra time. I think they were 2 0 down by half time and then came back in the second half. So, this was against
0: year. sorry, just to butt in, this was against Uzbekistan team Nassaf Kashi. But it was played
1: very much on Nassaf Kashi's turf. Very much so, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and
1: sorry, so. Yeah, this is Nassaf Khashi's turf, they said. It's <laughs> like a this is Anfield <laughs> But yeah, they took it into extra time. Well done to them. It was
0: a good show and you know like you say they weren't expected to do much but that got them sent straight back home for three weeks of quarantine.
1: Well it got them sent somewhere it was unclear exactly what their path back was but then they had the three weeks quarantine but special dispensation they've been allowed out for two hours during some of that quarantine to go to the uh, Chun o Jockey Club HKFA Training Centre <laughs> and get some of that training in and their quarantine is now completed so they can go and train for much longer but they're not particularly happy that football is already upon them. Yes, yeah, so on the
0: 21st of November, they will play Kichi at Churnquano Sports Ground, which is very much Lee Man's turf. That's a tough one, of course, to, of all the games they could have got. They've got a you know, one of the most important games of this season against probably the best
1: team in the league right now. They've asked for it to be uh, postponed, moved, amended, not happen in some way. It's unlikely that that's going to be allowed. So we're recording this today on the 12th of November. Yes. So it's nine days from now. Is it just me who thinks, get on with it, lads? You'd certainly be in a minority in the Lehman offices (laughs) or at Lehman Towers. Yeah. It's difficult, isn't it? Because they're essentially coming from, you know, three weeks off-season. Try as you might to exercise in quarantine. It's not the same as going to training every day. And the training they've been doing isn't really a patch on being out and about for the whole day and being allowed to do everything. So, yeah, I think it is a little unfair on them. But also, you know, they knew what was going to happen. And it just so happens because they didn't win that game against the Uzbeks that... They aren't gonna be able to, uh, you know, stay out of the league any longer, and they do have to start at some point. They were gonna play the under-23s, which would have been a, a better start, but that has got postponed. So it kitschy it is. Yeah, well,
0: well, no, but this is my point. So there was a HK under-23 game in the Sapling Cup that Lehman were gonna play, which to me sounds like a pay effect run out to get match fitness, and that's in three days or two days. I don't know, seems to me like they're kind of having their cake and eating it. Like, do you want to play this Sapling Cup game against a much poorer team? Which is exactly what you would organise if you were organising like a friendly for match fitness. You've chosen not to play that. But then you're saying, oh no, but a game against Kitchy 10 days later is, is a bit too much. I don't know, seems to me like just having a bit of a whinge. It's and interesting I liked, you know,
1: you've not got your Kitchy top on today, James. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that's really coming through. I'm sure the sports scientists out there... You know, among our scores of listeners who would say that there's a chance they'd be picking up injuries playing so soon after coming out of quarantine, and that if they did try and force that through, then, you know, what is already a pretty small squad, given, you know, it's Hong Kong football, they'd, they'd be struggling for players. Yeah, you can see both sides, but it doesn't help that Lee Man are among the most whingy of whingy teams. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Moan? Very good. <laughs>
2: They withdrew from the Sapling Cup last season, right? So they're known to be a bit difficult. Yeah. (laughs) And I respect that.
0: You know, I I disagree with this particular stance. And I think I disagree with what they did last year as well. However, fair enough. You respect their right to an opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So actually, I've just noticed that... Even though there is not a chance of Hong Kong playing international football, we are still respecting the FIFA break. That's the case, right? There's no games this weekend. Edit that bit out.
2: Would a sapling cup?
0: Yeah. So? <laughs> but it's not real. It's not real, is it? <laughs> it's not proper, so, So there are sapling cup games this weekend, although none involving Lee Man. But the following weekend, so the weekend that I just mentioned, when Lee Man will probably pay Kichi. Unless they pull out. Unless they pull out. Some interesting games. Eastern versus Southern at the Mong Stadium. They've... Well, both teams are going in the right direction. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so. Very good. Like we say, Southern, great start, but this is their first real test. Eastern, again, I've kind of summarised where they are. Poor start looking better. Um, Could be a good game. I'd say it's the game of the weekend, the one to look out for. Always good to see a game at the Mong Stadium on a crisp, November afternoon or evening.
1: It could be 30 degrees then again, though. It could, yeah.
0: (laughs) Similarly, the next day on the 21st, under 23 versus HKFC, one of these games that actually might be a bit more on the level for those sides and could be interesting in that sense. Speaking of HKFC, I was very impressed by their white away kit when they lost to Southern. Very handsome. Up there with... Not quite with that kitschy home strip which is probably the nicest thing I've ever seen
1: but you know still Should should be pointed out this is the kit corner This
0: is kit corner
1: Yeah Yeah, just skip it if you don't like kits If you don't like kits piss off (laughs) God I might just have alienated half of our audience there Both of them (laughs) It's a good chance for both of them teams though you know the uh, well dressed HKFC and the under 23s it's a good chance for them to get some points on the board before Mm. the league breaks for what, the whole of December, is it? For most of December, yeah, it'll just be like Sapling Cup
0: and then we start with the FA Cup as well, which at least is a real trophy. And and then there'll be, there'll be a few games, Premier League games, where Lee Man are basically catching up and kitchy for one game
2: as well. Speaking of under-23s, right? Also the actual under-23s. Really
0: Not easy. to be confused <laughs> with
2: HKU23. <23. laughs> exactly. So there are the, the real non-fungible ones. <laughs> that would also go abroad and play in international tournaments. But yeah, they traveled, I think it was Japan, end of last month, to play for the Asian Cup under-23 qualifiers and with some very disappointing results. And specifically, the result against Cambodia, a match they lost 4-2, raised a lot of eyebrows and especially like, you know, makes the Hong Kong youth football development and general these prospects and goals and vision to in the future qualify for major tournaments look a little bit bleak. On the bright side here, the two goals scored by Hong Kong came from Hong Kong's most valuable player, Jordan Lam, the NFT guy. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, he's another one who's like been
0: threatening to be a good Premier League player for years now. And... Never, again, never really quite reached the heights. Well, he's under 23. <laughs> yeah, admittedly. Like, <laughs> he'll hit his Hong Kong peak in a decade. So he's got a long run up at it. Unless he moves to be a goalie and then he'll be <laughs> binned off <laughs> yeah.
1: ceremoniously.
0: Actually, you know what? A, a minute ago, I just said that Eastern Southern was the game of that weekend, next weekend coming up. But uh, Lee Man Kitchi, as discussed. Um, so that's also 5.30 the next day. Chunkono Sports Ground. That could also be a good one, if... Seems they like they're all go.
1: the game of the weekend. They're
0: all... It's, it's a great weekend. Guys, plan your weekends accordingly. I think it's going to be a good one.
1: It's not that you have anything better to do, right? <laughs> no. So, cancel your travel plans, stay in Hong Kong, yeah. get to the football. You can't go Ocean Park, Water World. it would be busy. It's the weekend. The other Ocean Park, why would you go there? When you could go, I would watch Southern, who were basically from Ocean Park. Think about it. Yeah, but what if you get
0: snarled up in the Ocean Park traffic?
1: So, yeah, after that
0: excellent-looking weekend, yeah, December is and late November is mostly FA Corp, Sapling Corp, a few Premier League games. But, yeah,
1: that kind of momentum might drop out of the league a little bit. It's perfect time for something like the Senior Shield, I'd say, if they've got, you know, a, a barren December. be ideal. Yeah, if only it still existed. Maybe Interport...
0: Interport, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Remember or, that? <laughs> or we could have, I don't know, Lunar New Year Cup Get that yeah. on the go early God, yeah
2: Remember those things that we could do? The under-23 all-stars against
1: <laughs> Yeah, this yeah, is what we need Time for another under-23 team And they can all play each other at Hong Kong Stadium Yeah Speaking of which, the Hong Kong Stadium Boy, there's news there, isn't there Toby? There is, yes Wait there, hang on, I do the segues, <laughs> fuck you <laughs> We're moving on after what you recently said. We're going to have to get used to you not being here, James. (laughs) When you're down Stanley Prison. Well, now our podcast will be flagged as...
2: Explicit content. Oh, sorry. Thanks for that. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's right. I think that warrants actually some, some cursing as well and some swear words. Our very dear Hong Kong stadium, which... Almost as much as Mong Kok Stadium has created a lot of long-lasting and good memories of the glorious times of Hong Kong football, even before we started talking about it. Like, even if you think about...
0: What, you mean there was Hong Kong football the, before we started it, talking about it?
2: Apparently, yeah. according to some possibly fake documents. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, right, uh, what comes to mind is the East Asian Games final, the South China semi-final in the AFC Cup, but also more recently a lot of great games of the Hong Kong representative team and the legendary kichi hanoi game that was played there mm. the legendary kichi kashiwa, kashiwa game yeah so a lot of amazing and memorable days there and yeah very recently and this is something that we have seen coming uh, to be honest there has been talk around this for quite some while but yeah recently it was confirmed that Hong Kong stadium will be remodeled to a smaller stadium uh, from currently 40,000 seats to 9,000 seats and with another racetrack being added around the main pitch. That's
0: a people racetrack, not a horse racetrack.
2: Right. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> and the main reason being that uh, by then, I think it's 2023, uh, Kai Tak Stadium will have opened, uh, which I'm not sure what's, what's the capacity, 40, 50,000? I think it's fifty. And yeah, so all the, the big events supposedly would, would move there and there's no need for another big stadium there. So what do you think? Uh, well, so my initial
0: thought is, of course, it's a shame that there's a racetrack. I mean, there's enough, there are enough racetracks around football stadiums in Hong Kong already. But I mean, what's funny is that you've named all of those great moments, you know, some of which predate me and some which don't and I, I remember them very fondly but when I actually think about Hong Kong Stadium the thing that comes to mind is like Pegasus home games where there was like 900 people in a stadium with 40,000 40, seats but that's only the memory of 900 people <laughs> yeah true but the point I'm making is that actually maybe a more sensibly sized stadium in the vein of Mong Kok might actually be
1: nice for just general Premier League games or don't use Hong Kong Stadium that's 40,000 for general Premier League games. Well, yeah. people, people have been picking Hong Kong Stadium. You know, it's an LCSD venue that they've been asking to use. They know they're not getting 40,000 people. They're hopeful they're getting 900, to be honest. Mm. They could have picked somewhere else. Like, that's not on Hong Kong Stadium, that. No, no,
0: no, But what I am saying is that it could be a good thing to have another more sensibly sized stadium, like I say, in, in the kind of ilk. Of the Mong Kok. but yeah,
1: it's it is it's, it's a big moment for Hong Kong sport, really. I think it should be bigger. Like initially, the plans, as I understand them, were that they were going to make it to eight thousand, and this is a Wan Chai District Council move with the LCSD, and it was going to be eight. They've said nine now. This will go to debate before it, you know, moves up the uh, greasy pole, <laughs> and the decisions are taken. But Mong Kok's six is it six and, six and a half? Five. Yeah, yeah, nine's not much different from that. Why not 12, 15, you know, go wild, 18? Because then if you do have games... Does it have to be a multiple of three? I, mm-hmm. I think that's that's the rules. <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> has to be. 18 and a half, fine. But then you do have a middle-sized ground. What, what there isn't now is anything really between... Mongkok Stadium and Hong Kong Stadium mm-hmm. which is six and a half to 40,000 Kai Tak's coming in being much bigger you know that's that's not a gap that needs filling 40 to 50 well that will basically just exist for the rugby sevens right yeah and you know rock concerts when the Scorpions come <laughs> but 18,000 15,000 numbers in between yeah. not multiples of three that gives you something for if you get a big Hong Kong game in mm-hmm. the AFC Cup or the AFC Champions League. Because, you know, the Hong Kong Stadium wasn't getting filled out for, for those games. But having like eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000 people in there, it was great. But if you get that in a smaller, you know, little stadium, it could go up to, to 12, 15, 80. We'll mm. keep talking these numbers. <laughs> like, you know, there's only a few thousand missing in there. That could be the atmosphere that gets people going down to watch football. It's a fair point. The biggest one I remember, was it Iran?
0: 11,000 at the Hong Kong Stadium, which of course would completely fill out the Mong Kok. So that's a problem because it shouldn't... Twice over. Twice over, yeah. But the point is this would fit into this new stadium you're talking about. But you're right, I mean, why Why stop at the biggest you've ever had? You know, you might as well leave space for a bit more growth.
1: Yeah, especially like, you know, we're probably going to need to be social distancing. So we need four seats, a couple of seats, (laughs) Mm. four seats... And then also local authorities will probably want a presence in there. So we need yeah. a bit of space. Yeah. So if it's 9,000, you're probably only getting 4,000 fans in. <laughs> Just to make sure, before we get angry emails or comments, we're all aware
2: that there is a 12000 seat in Hong Kong as USA One Sports Ground, But that's, that's not an option.
1: <laughs> <laughs> While it exists, we are not recognising its sovereignty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While we're on the subjective stadiums and where people
2: play football... Uh, you um, observed something I found quite interesting earlier today, Toby. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you find it interesting. What I've been observing is that where in the last few years we had like more of this presence of Hong Kong football all across the territory with even Pegasus last season keeping the play in Yunlong. Long. We had Taipo, of course, in the north. Now everything is very much focused on Kowloon and the island. There's hardly any game anymore in the new territories. Of course, we have Liman in, in Cheung it's debatable to what extent O represents new territories. Mm. You know, I think it technically, technically is. It is, it is. But, but yeah, you know, perception-wise, ideologically, yeah, <laughs> probably not so much. Yeah, I think the only times now that there are still games in type of sports ground, and this is for the Sapling Cup, but then just some random teams will be assigned to to play up there, bring the football to the grassroots. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's a bit sad because these were these typical district teams and district matches that actually they have very high attendance. Right? Yeah. Long yeah. Stadium was one of the best attended stadiums in Hong Kong on average. And that even does not work for the district team of Southern District which has one of the lowest attendances in the league So it's that's, that's low but sad. it's passionate yeah of course yeah. But I, I think don't want the red fury getting on, on me back again <laughs> exactly <laughs> but that said what, I do think it will have a, a kind of a major impact as well on the average attendance in the season and it was also out, yeah.
0: it's a nice trip right like I always enjoy going to, I mean especially Tai Pao, but also going to watch games in New Long. I always found very enjoyable and for someone who lived in Kowloon it was nice to take a bit of a Trip away from where I lived. Did
1: you go for a walk, even if you didn't have anywhere to go? Just explore the area. Yeah,
0: I would. <laughs> nice weather, was it? Sometimes it was. Yeah, you know, because in you know, the you got that whole kind of like got a lot of nullers in uh, yoon Long, so you can walk along it. It's like if you really squint, it's like you're in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> they, they used to say that about the football. Yeah, yeah. Except, well, they're playing in orange, right? So you know, yeah. So that that is a shame, and it's a good point. Good point well made. Thanks, Toby. The only last thing I want to bring up is that
1: Lee Mann, who they just emailed you and pulled out <laughs> Lee Mann have pulled out the podcast. We can't use any mention of them. They're fuming. They want to start their own podcast. Yeah, no, it's gonna be like when, you know, when Pro Evo don't have the rights to the name.
0: We're gonna to have to call them like Chunquano Yellow or something from now on. Um so they've just signed a guy called Dutra Jr., he's Brazilian, he's thirty three years of age he has young young yeah he's got a lot a lot ahead of him could be playing for Hong Kong yeah he um, has one of the most impressively itinerant careers I've ever seen in my life I'm counting about 12 teams yeah 30
1: is the most appearances he appears to have made I think you should read them all out in ASMR style (laughs) (laughs) just for our readers who are drifted (laughs) off to sleep I was happy to do
0: that until you said ASMR style. Uh, I mean, some, don't get me wrong, some of these are actual real teams like Fluminese, Corinthians, uh, Shimzu S Pulse in the J1 League, Al Nazar in um, somewhere in the Gulf, <laughs> um, Vasco da Gama. So, proper Brazilian teams basically, but he's moved around a lot. So, I'm interested to see how this guy does. Maybe he'll make his debut in this game against Kichi, which could be interesting, as I think I've said three different times now. So, I think it's time to wrap this one up. Anything else? Any
1: other business, Toby?
2: No, no business.
1: Any other business, Johnny? No business, all pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the uh, HKPL motto this season. No business, all pleasure. See you (laughs) at the Monkok. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheerio.